And once you get into like connecting with plants and connecting with candles and connecting with your body through movement and your breath and your inner stirrings of your mind through journaling and all the things you're being coached into how to do through soulful seasons, then, oh my gosh, everything really changes. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Spiritual Hangout. I am your guide, your host, your friend, Leslie Demai. And today my setup's a little different. So I just wanted to pop on in here before we speak to our amazing guest, Stia. And just let you know, it's gonna be a little different today. I am traveling, but I really wanted to get today's message out and have this talk with Dia. And if you're new to the Spiritual Hangout, welcome. This is a place where we have higher conscious conversations aim to guide you on your spiritual journey. And also, if you're not on the Instagram or Facebook community, you can join us there at the Spiritual Hangout, where I'm constantly posting inspirations and my daily crazy adventures. So today's guest is Dia Michelle, and she's the co-creator of Soul Healing Sisterhood, a community empowering you to become your own healer, your own therapist. And she's also the author of Transform Your Life, through journaling and ritual. So we definitely speak the same language. She's also an old friend of mine. Um, we met out in Bali, so I cannot wait to catch up with her. Something new that um, she's working on too is she's a new meditation teacher on the Insight app timer, which is the number one app for sleep, anxiety, and stress. So, so proud of her there. Before, um, without further ado, let's talk to Dia. Okay, welcome okay. to the spiritual hangout, Dia. Thank you for coming on and connecting with us. Thank you so much for having me, Leslie. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, you, okay. First of all, we were just having a side note combo here. We were just having a little conversation about how cozy we are today. And I said, girl, you're in the right place. It's snowing outside where I'm at. And so did you bring, bring your tea? Oh, let me go get it real quick. Yeah. This is the other room. How could I forget? <laughs> go grab it, go grab it. It's all good. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> so Dia's just walking away to get her tea. But yeah, I'm super cozy today. And I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm putting my sweater on. I want comfy textures and just like catching up with my girl here. Yes. I'm so excited to catch up with my girl. It's been a long time. So in case, you know, you guys listening or watching, Dia and I go back to, um, maybe like five years ago, I want to say close to five years when we were both living out in Bali, we were, um, in Ubud and yeah. Okay. I was remembering when you were the, the feather, the feather woman, like you would feather up everyone in Bali. It, so true. can you talk to us about that? Yeah, it was really fun to feather everyone up. Um, and I just took my feathers out too. Can you believe it? I can't, I feel like a hypocrite having this conversation <laughs> with naked hair. But yes, we would, oh, should I put on feather earrings? Do it. Conversation? Do it. Okay. It's like dress up time. Do you have any of your feather stuff? Leslie? Oh my goodness. The feathers that I did keep are still in Bali. Um, but I'm going to put a picture of my hair after you feathered it. I loved it. See, those are gorgeous. I know. These are my wedding feather earrings. Okay. And congratulations on getting married. Thank you. It was a surprise wedding. Can you believe it? How so? Like, I didn't know I was getting married until two hours before. <laughs> didn't you propose to her? 
Yes, for the first time, but we had decided that we would propose to each other. So I proposed to her first and then she proposed to me. And then two hours later, we got married. But we had <laughs> ahead of time that that would be a cool idea. I just didn't think that was happening because I also thought we had agreed we were getting married in Mexico. But instead, we just got married real quick, randomly in McCall, Idaho, and it was perfect. Oh my God, I saw the pictures and I'll also put pictures of, if you don't mind, it was just so beautiful and so real. You guys seem so grounded on that hill and like, it was so beautiful. I think, I think that's what's most important is sometimes we take too much time planning things out. And I have experience in this Serena where it's like, you're planning everything to a T where it just becomes a production. And sometimes people postpone weddings and that creates some resistance, I feel. So I think that's awesome. You guys did that and you seem really happy. So I'm truly, truly just, just so happy for you on this new venture. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted was to not have it be overthought and overdone and have it be like a big drama and hurting anyone's feelings about all the yes. things involved in weddings. I just couldn't deal. So that's why I was like, if you ever threw me a surprise wedding, that would be like absolutely ideal. And then she did. <laughs> oh, so. I love that. I love that. But yes, here are the, here are some of the feathers and we did have a great time with all of our feather parties and it was such a magical time to be in Bali. I feel like that was really such a special time. Looking back at it, it totally was. Um, it's a little heartbreaking right now, you know, since COVID tourism has obviously, you know, been at a standstill and, you know, I'm still hearing stories from my Bali family out there who, you know, there aren't getting jobs anymore. A lot of the you know, the, a lot of career paths out there, it's like taxis, taxi drivers, obviously the masseuse, um, restaurant owners. And so people are really suffering out in Bali in terms of just not being able to work regularly. Um, and I would actually love to kind of set something up to send some, you know, aid and some relief out there for my Bali family and those surrounding them as well. Cause you know, as a collective, they're all, they're all kind of really taking a blow due to COVID, but mm -hmm. I feel like we can reach out to those who touched us per, on a personal level, at least, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's actually such a great idea. Um, so I've been really excited to keep the feather thing going because it's supporting so many mothers in Bali. There's like 50 mothers that are making these earrings and they're getting to be entrepreneurs and they get to make their own schedule. And the feather family like takes care of their kids' school and everything. So they're really taken care of. So if you ever have any vision about like doing feather things that can really help them too. like, they totally make their living off of feathers, like a lot of women out there. So that's a cool thing to keep in mind. If you have yeah. any vision. I, I, where are you selling the feathers right now? Cause you have all sorts of colors. You have adornments. Like I used to have a choker with a similar band as this one with an ohm symbol and then the feather hanging down, which I would rock that one all the time. Um, so are you selling these online right now? Um, so they are being sold on plumeangel.com, but I also have a stash that I sell, but not, I'm not being like, um, very outward about it. You know, when I'm rocking the, the, hair feathers or any of the other accessories people will just come up to me and then they'll want them and maybe I'll sell some that way but I'm not like trying or making okay. a business it out right because just because I have so many other things going on right now but I do have a stash and whenever I run out I order more and sometimes people around here request feather parties and stuff like that which are always my favorite yeah. um, so yeah I love a conversation it's like while you're feathering someone's hair and then they see the after I mean I just remember how exciting that was and um 
And so Plume, can you spell it out for us? Plume Angel, P-L-U-M-E, Angel, one word. So it's just plumeangel.com. That's where people can go and see every single variety of all the colors and all the things they offer. I mean, I have some other stuff because like some of my stuff might go back like a couple of seasons or whatever. So I might have some stuff that's not on the website, but there's a lot on the website. Okay, very cool. I'm gonna support. I'm going to support, I don't have my feathers and I at least want to, you know, have one or two in there. Why not? Yes, for sure. Well, if you want any, if you want me to ship you any, just let me know and I can, or if you just want to order them from online, they just have to get shipped from Bali. So it might be a little quicker if you order from me, but either way. Yeah. Either way we'll have, you know, on the description link below, we'll have the links to that. And once I get them, I'll put them on my Insta too. Cause I, yeah, I want to get my hands on those feathers. (laughs) Yeah. They're really magical, right? Like even after I just put on these earrings, I feel so much more confident. Totally. Feathers. Yeah. So, so anyhow, it's so funny because now we're back in the States and you're in Idaho. Yes. And you're in Indiana. I'm in Indiana right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm mostly based out in LA, but I'm still lucky and privileged enough to travel. And so I'm here now and it's been incredible. Um, it's been almost a week and I just feel I feel so much at ease right now. You know, being in the city is really, um, it desensitizes you in some ways, mm-hmm. I feel. And since I've been here, I just feel like I've had room to breathe. I've been sleeping in. Um, I've been able to go to restaurants and dine in again and just feel like the energy of people having conversations and eating dinner together. It's just so strange to me, but in a beautiful way, because obviously in LA, everything's been locked down. Um, so I'm just like on cloud, like on cloud nine right now. (laughs) Amazing. So what part of Indiana are you in? I'm very close to Indianapolis. Okay. So this is a really fun synchronicity that I didn't think of until just now, but you know how (laughs) you about this soulful seasons collab that's going on right now and about Marana Love who started it yes she's an indie girl no way <laughs> yes. can you believe it you could go meet her right now if you wanted to where does she live well actually now that I say that I used to go visit her in Indianapolis and I love that place but she since moved to this town and I always get the name right wrong I get it wrong <laughs> it's like not Fayetteville, but something like that, like Fayette something, Lafayette, maybe, maybe Lafayette. Lafayette. Okay. I'm going to find out. And I just checked out that website and we'll talk about that in just a few because, oh my goodness, that is a beautiful platform. Yes. Isn't it just a feast for the senses? It's beautiful. So I, I can't wait to talk about that. You guys, this episode is truly for our soul sisters. Um, Dia, you are just a feminine, like you are so grounded in your femininity, but in a very balanced way, I feel, and you are true nurturer to everyone you meet. You are like so bubbly and full of love and life. And you just spread that all around. So I'm so glad that you created these little communities, these projects, these babies, you've probably been like raising up. Um, so can we start what, what began first? Was it your book or was it, the soul healing sisterhood. Oh, by book, do you mean the transform book? Yes. Okay. So soul healing sisterhood started first. Okay. Let's talk about that. Um, okay. Because how has it been facilitating this 
digital space for fellow sisters um, on the community. That's that's an honor to be that that you know guide for us. How has that been? Oh my gosh, it's been so amazing. Um, because what happened was like all of us, when COVID hit, we had to pivot our lives, right? And our visions for what we were gonna do if it had anything to do with being in person with people, right? And so Sarah Brianna Smith and I, she's the co-founder of Soul Healing Sisterhood. We had these visions to do some retreats. We definitely wanted to do one in Bali. That was the first one we were gonna do. And we were, I was shopping around when I was living there. I was shopping all around for like the perfect location where we wanted to have it. And we were really nailing down like all of the details mm-hmm. and then COVID hit and we were like, Oh, none of us knew how long it would happen. And then eventually we're like, we got to move to an online platform because like, why should we just wait, you know, until we can be in person, let's just do it online. So that's how it started. So it's been a really cool way to connect with a bunch of women and then be able to feel into what the needs were and see how we could step into a space of helping. So we've offered a lot of, um, free challenges and stuff like that, um, which has been really cool because for us, it's like we get to dream up how we could best support people. But then once we put it out there and the sisters take hold of it and they and it's all been very interactive, you know, we encourage everyone to post photos and sharing about how their experience has been. And then they just really light the fire in one another. Like, I really love how the community has risen up to support each other. Um, so it really does feel like a digital sisterhood. And I feel like now it's kind of um, its own thing. I don't even feel as much like the facilitator anymore as it's just like this sisterhood that is a sisterhood and there is no leader in a sisterhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how it feels at this point. Um, so it was a lot of work at first, but it's been so worth it. That's amazing. Yeah. There's been so many blessings that have come with COVID. Um, there's been ways to connect with people that you wouldn't be able to before because retreats are amazing, but uh, people can't take time away from work sometimes and they can't travel. Um, so now I feel like you're bringing in those people that probably wish they could have always done that. And now they're experiencing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I love that. You said you don't feel like you're the leader. It's just kind of become its own. It's like manifested through everyone. Yeah. I, 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 you know, joined a while back and it was just so authentic. It seems so just genuine and real and, uh, very approachable for people to join. So what kind of, um, women are you noticing joining the platform? Oh, just all kinds of women. And they are from all around the world and they are all ages and they are all Um, participating, you know, and all different walks of life. I think that's the coolest part about it is I can't tell you like one type of woman who's attracted to it. Have you noticed that too? It's just, it's every kind of woman, every kind of woman. But that's what I love about it because some, you know, I've checked out different platforms and some platforms definitely feel more age restricted Mm -hmm. and I'm way more open. Like I like dealing and and working with older women as well, or younger women as well. So your platform definitely has that variety, which again, really makes it feel more welcoming to everyone. Mm -hmm. I think so. I'm so glad that you could feel that as a member of the community. So how, so talk to us about it, like someone who's listening and they're like, okay, this sounds kind of cool. Um, kind of talk us through what it's like when you join and um, how how active it is and, and all of that. Well, so um, first of all, it's a Facebook group. So it's called Soul Healing Sisterhood, a sacred journey to self-love. 
Um, and so once you get in there, there's a welcome message. And first you answer all these questions about your favorite kinds of self-care and agree to all the rules of being respectful and everything. And then you come on in and there's a welcome and a lot of women come in and introduce themselves because we ask them to do that. Um, and I have to say that lately it's been a little bit less um, active than it was at the beginning because I just got back from being gone and there's been a lot of stuff going on, but it's about to get more active, especially because of this soulful season thing that's going on with Marana, who's from Indianapolis. That's kind of how it goes. Like it ebbs and flows, you know, the nature of the soul healing sisterhood. So when a sister comes to us and they're really excited about a project, or we're really excited about something that we're offering, then all of a sudden we're like all up in the sisterhood and we're like, you got to check this out. But other than that, it's like, this is why I feel like it's its own thing now, because when we first started it, I really felt like every other day, at least I've got to be in there, like posting something and encouraging interactions. So between Sarah and I, it was every day we were in there and now I'm not worrying about it so much, but other sisters come in with their things all the time. But as with anything, when we have something really exciting that we're pushing, then we're in there a lot more. So right now it's all about the soulful season stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, Sarah and Steph Schrock or Marana, as she goes by the girl from Indy, they yeah. just have free, we have a lot of free ceremonies in the group, like moon ceremonies. And the other day they did an Imalk ceremony, which is like a gay What was that? Well, I actually wasn't a part of it because I had a sweat lodge that same night, so I couldn't be there, but they were, um, but it was a, a seasonal ceremony. That's like the time in between the winter solstice and the spring. It's just like this space between that is okay. celebrated. Ireland like it's a very common thing apparently over there to it's like a big celebration time but it's like the quiet celebration of like um this in-between time so they they held the ceremony for that and there were like 20 women that showed up I think and um everyone got to share and do some movement and have some self-love time beautiful and that was through Marana Love yeah so she it was all her idea and then Sarah co-facilitated with her um, and it was also to introduce the idea of soulful seasons because that was a very seasonal um, celebration, you know, and that's the nature of soulful seasons. Right. So let's just start talking about that because Soul Healing Sisterhood has now opened up um, a kind of like a, an even bigger space, which is in collaboration with Marana Love. Mm -hmm. And um, I will also have the, just the website down below. It's MaranaLove.com. And I'm so excited about this because, oh my goodness, this is what I'm all about. And I think a lot of our listeners are all about this. Sacred rituals, yoga, mindfulness practices, connection, nature, sisterhood. Yes. So now it seems like there's more going on. There's like, mm -hmm. and this is all per the season, per the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so talk to us about this. Um, and when does it start? Because so, people can still join. Yeah, you can. So um, the cart was going to close on February 12th. But then once I told Marana Love I was coming on this podcast, she said for spiritual hangout listeners, they have until February 14th, Valentine's Day, which is perfect. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I... I want to join too. <laughs> I want to join too. Um, the layout is absolutely stunning. And you ladies are living what you teach, what you preach, which is like, to me is the most important thing. Um, for people that aren't used to sacred rituals and, um, you know, crystals, I saw you have like DIY herbals and I'm like, yes, this is what I'm all about. Like, let's do this. Um, yeah. 
what are the, what's the importance of, what is that? What is that? <laughs> we <laughs> got, <laughs> I'm just like, for something right now. <laughs> We're talking I do that too. I'm like, I need my lighter. Hold on. Where's my lighter? I think I have one here. So, okay. <laughs> but what is that for reals, Dia? <laughs> grated sweetgrass, which is just amazing. If you've never used it, I'm sure you can get your hands on some in Indy. You need to correct with, connect with Marana Love because she is the, the most botanical, she's the biggest botanical queen that I know. She like grows everything and make, you know, all those beautiful smudge sticks that were on those pictures. She hand makes all of those. Oh my gosh. Okay. You guys, Dia, if you cannot watch this is holding a green braided weed it almost looks like it's like wick like wicker it's sweet grass it grows by the river and then it's braided it's very common in native american tribes they um there's actually this book that is so beautiful and you have to read it called braided sweet grass and i'm <laughs> reading it now. it's so beautiful literally called braided sweet grass but it's you'll get it when it's like the, it's the most sacred thing and the intro is all about how sacred it is to braid this sweetgrass because it takes two people. You can't really do it yourself unless you were to like tie it to a chair, but that's and not like, yeah, that's not the nature of it though. The whole point is that you're connecting with another sister and then you're like pushing and pulling against each other. And you're doing this very, it's like the most intimate thing you can do is like braid each other's hair, you know, ever since we were yes. little. And so hence that goes with the feathering too. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so to braid sweetgrass together is a very sacred sisterhood connecting time and um and then the intentions and the warmth and the connection go into it the energy so when you burn it and it just smells like the best thing ever they say that when you burn this you remember things that you didn't even know you forgot oh my gosh that's so amazing I had never heard of this oh my gosh you're gonna see it everywhere now that you know about it ah. <laughs> yeah I definitely want to connect with Marana now I'm yes. pretty soon but you never know yeah you never know. Maybe she'll be in India or something. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, All you're right. definitely What'd you say? You're definitely connected now. I am. Yeah. I totally am. Um, and you also mentioned um, if you guys are listening to this and you're like, okay, I want to, I want to be a part of this. Like you're already teaching me something new, Dia. Like you literally just looked at that thing up and I'm like, I've never seen that in my life. What is that? And, <laughs> and I had to ask. So like, we're, you know, these communities are so great because we're always learning from each other, you know? So um, I heard from a little bird that the spiritual hangout listeners were going to be getting a um, discount code. Absolutely. Just with the two cool words, spiritual hangout, um, <laughs> they will get 10% off for your fine listeners. And I think this is just such a match made in heaven. I feel like your listeners are going to really love this offering. And it's every week, by the way. So every week they get a different offering, including all those things that you mentioned with like the movement, the meditation, the herbal DIY recipes and like what to do with it and why. So does and that get shipped to you? Well, it's like, from my understanding, it's emailed to you okay. because it is, um, she thought about like sending out all the botanicals and everything that you need to DIY, but she decided not to, because she really wants to empower people to like discover where to shop local and like what herbs are local and where they can find those locally yeah. able to create it themselves, because that's a lot of the part of the magic. It is. It totally mm -hmm. is. Being but out here. What's up? But they'll have the recipes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
And then I'm going to be providing a journal prompt for every week because journal therapy is something I really, really believe in and promote with all of my clients and in my own life. You got your journal, you know. (laughs) Yes, all of these practices um, are essentially, they become our rituals, our daily rituals. All right, for people that don't incorporate rituals um, of these sorts, I mean, we all have our own types of rituals, right? Things, anything like the way you brush your teeth, everything that can be a type of ritual. Um, But for people that maybe don't implement like crystals and burning things, like what are three easy, practical, intentional rituals that someone can start incorporating um, on a day-to-day basis? Mm. And what, what is the importance of a ritual? Like, why do we do this? Well, I guess, you know, it could be, this is a very personal question. I can give it to you from my perspective. And I think part of the thing that's so beautiful is the personal nature of it. To me, what's so important about having rituals is just simply becoming mindful. And to me, a part of that is becoming, or just remembering to be grateful. Like if we just take a minute to drop in at literally any moment in our life, we could think about, we could remember how much we have to be grateful for. But when we don't take the time to do that, we can get carried away in all the stress of the world. And then that's the opposite of gratitude. And that's like what puts us into a scarcity mindset. And what we want is an abundant mindset. And that comes from gratitude. So it's really a way of like um, setting some anchors in your life that can remind you to shift your perspective and remember how much there is to be grateful for. So for me, I love doing that when I'm in the shower. I just like have this thing where I imagine that I'm like standing underneath a waterfall and I'm just so grateful for the water coming into every pore of my skin, like water, you know, for me, water is so powerful. So just really connecting with the water and saying, thank you, water, for being here in my life, for like cleaning me, for being so abundant in my life. I can drink you whenever I need you, like, you know, so for me, shower, a shower time is a ritual time for me. Um, That's something that everybody does. So that's not like, you know, I also have my journaling rituals and my lighting of the candle rituals, but like you mentioned brushing your teeth, that could be a ritual. You know, every time you brush your teeth, you could be like, thank you so much teeth that you let me eat all the delicious food. Thank you so much for this toothbrush. Thank you so much for this water. And then it's like a self-love moment, you know, like what do my teeth need right now? And I don't know, that's how I like to do it. And how do they feel? And yeah, yeah, all of these tiny, all of these things that we do on a day-to-day basis, like you said, if you drop in and take the time to actually notice what you're doing Mm -hmm. in, in gratitude, because mm-hmm. we tend to not even think about the little things until something goes wrong. Yeah, exactly. As as anything is, you have a, like our machine bodies here, right? Like as soon as something happens to our machine body, then we're like, oh my gosh. And then you get that relief once the pain subsides and you're like, whew. But we don't have to wait until our body cries out to us or until shit hits the fan. Like we can truly take time in anything that we do to generate gratitude and to really open your eyes and take a look around and just realize how lucky and blessed we are. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really the name of the game. You know, it's, it seems, it can seem like a simple thing, but it's also extremely profound. Because once you start taking these little moments to notice what you're doing and just drop into this human experience and have gratitude, eventually that becomes a totally different way of looking at the world. And that becomes a totally different place where you're making choices from. 
It's a mind shift. It's really mm -hmm. a way to start cleaning out your mind and mm -hmm. living more in your heart and in that gratitude space. Yeah. And once you get into like connecting with plants and connecting with candles and connecting with your body through movement and your breath and your inner stirrings of your mind through journaling and all the things you're being coached into how to do through soulful seasons, then, oh my gosh, everything really changes, you know, like a miracle, a mini miracle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's something about having that sisterhood that just brings like a momentum to it all. It really helps to gather all of the energies and, and really be in it together as like a whole, but also individually. Yes. Yes. It's so important because we play off each other just like this call right now with you. I'm feeling so much more energized. How about you? Yeah. It's that human connection. It's all that we want, you know, yeah. that's what that's our nature. So mm -hmm. why? And so surround yourself, create your space that's in mm -hmm. alignment with your true self, your, the part of you that is full of gratitude, the part of you that mm -hmm. is, you know, a beautiful being that has so much to offer to other people, mm -hmm. but you have to fill your cup up first before you can serve anyone else. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's important to, you know, sometimes you got to pay money mm -hmm. to be a part of something, but you're mm -hmm. worth every penny and yeah. the abundance you're going to get in return is going to serve everyone else. Yeah. So it's so important for mothers and people that are really on lockdown right now to create your environment, create your reality. And, you know, Marana love the, heal, the soul healing sisterhood, like all of that is a beautiful gift and it's a tool. Um, so I cannot wait to embark on this journey with you guys. Um, you know, these are, these are things I practice on a day-to-day -day level and, you know, my friends do too, but there is something beautiful about joining the moment, the momentum you guys are creating with this, you know, um, this project, this, it's going to be like a way of being. So yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And right. you know, a, that you are like, you become the the four people that you hang out with the most or something like, because we rub off on each other so much. Right. And I know a lot of us that are experiencing lockdown to whatever degree, it's like, we might be stuck with the same people. Hopefully we like them a lot. Hopefully they're uplifting. Like, maybe, so. <laughs> maybe they're super different, but anyway, if this is something that people are interested in getting more into in their own life and how to change their perspective, it's really important to plug into a new community that is doing this, that is excited about it because then you feed off of each other's momentum and you can create this new circle. Even if it's not right there under your roof in lockdown with you, it is virtually because we're so lucky to have that option now. And that's, yeah, how you begin to create a new reality. This accountability is so important and the community aspect. It is, especially during times in your life where you're just, your sparks a little dim, you know, for whatever reason. So if, you know, I, I know a lot of us, we, we put up this front to social media, you know, that we're good, we're fine and, and all of that. But, you know, this is more than just a social media platform. This is an actual... Um, like energetic digital space you guys have curated for anyone to join with, with an open heart. So um, no judgment. And this is just about empowering one another. Mm. Beautifully said, Leslie. Thank you. All right. So you have been very busy. 
<laughs> with getting married and creating all these amazing projects. So let's talk about your book now. Um, a little bit about how, like, what inspired you to write this book and create this. Um, I know you give a lot of like um, prompts, like like journaling prompts and all that. Like, what inspired you to do this and like who would benefit from this book? Okay. So are you talking about the transform book or the one I'm currently writing? The transform one. Okay. And then we can talk about the one you're currently writing. Cause I, um, <laughs> I did not know that was going on. Let's talk about that too. I'm writing a book. Okay. But the book that Sarah and I co-wrote, oh my gosh, it's amazing. So it's called, we'll write along the vein of what we're talking about, transform your life through journaling and ritual. And um, this is really funny because it started off as an idea to have a one page PDF that we share with the sisters um, <laughs> that will be like a ritual and a journal prompt, but then it turned into a whole thing. Um, so it's just, it's an ebook. So we didn't, we chose not to print any because, well, we want to save some trees and it's very visually beautiful. I think that the experience of going through it is really beautiful in a way that you can't do, or I haven't seen done when people are printing books these days, probably because it would be really expensive to do that. But yeah. anyway, so um, yeah, there is a ritual for each week. So Sarah starts off describing a ritual and they're very simple. Like one of them is exactly what I just did, which was light this sweet grass, although she recommends sage because it's a, um, a technique for clearing negative energy, as I'm sure you know about, right? So it's just about how to burn sage mindfully and clear out energy in your house or from your body or your space. And so she walks you through it. And then in a very simple way, it's like a paragraph. And then you are empowered to go do it however you want, find your sage, however you want. And then there's journal prompts that go along with that experience. So there's like seven journal prompts for each day of the week. And then you're encouraged to do the saging every day. And then the next week it's a different ritual. And then it goes on for all month. So it's, it's a 30 day process. Beautiful. So it, it's like a one-on-one it's like spirituality. Yes one for journaling and ritual. So it's like, it goes all the way to the basics. If you don't know what sage is, like I have a client who thought it was sage. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. Like oh, cute. Know, I love that. sage. <laughs> After reading the book. So I was like, that's perfect. You can still call it sage and still get all the benefits. Um, so it's for total, total beginners. And it's also for people who have who are already well-versed in saging and journaling like me, I still refer back to the book and go through the practices because it's really lovely to like go back to the basics and wow. remember what it's all about. It's true. Like even like with asana practice, like, mm -hmm. you know, we, it's beautiful to go back to a basic practice or like, you know, bring the blocks out, use props and, and all of that because it, it grounds us again. And then we get to rediscover it as a whole new different person. Yes. exactly. Um, funny story about the stage too. Well, not funny, but, um, yeah, cause you know, when we talk about sage, it's like second nature to us, but there are so many people that are opening up to rituals and the spiritual community. Um, and they're still facing a lot of, um, guilt, and uncertainty because it can either be related to something, you know, a religious background. So I've had people literally like, Leslie, where can I buy this? What is it? Um, is this against my religion? My family's saying that this is not good, that it's witchcraft. And so I think just like really um, creating something for people that don't really know is amazing. And it goes so perfectly with then the soul healing sisterhood too, because now they can have friends that are learning too, or just like continuing to grow. So 
it all goes so perfectly well together. So proud of you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. We had a transform group for a while, a small coaching group that we were going through all the practices together. And then Sarah and I also curated like supplemental practices, like video style. So whether it was work or um, asana Mm -hmm. or different meditations and yeah, different things like that. Um, and so now after the group is over, we also sell a bundle with that's like the book and the supplemental practices. So people can either get the book or the bundle that has all of it together. Okay. And that's on soulhealingsisterhood.com, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So your new book. Yes. What's Thanks going for- on? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's writing a book is a process. Okay. So this is a book I'm writing a book book. Um, and it's called loving the woman in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And then the subtitle is transforming or how to transform people pleasing into thriving relationships. So drink that. Feel that. (laughs) I just went through. Yeah. I I know. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in a very similar book. (laughs) Are you writing the same book, Leslie? Very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Through your life. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, what's that? The people pleasing. Yes. And it's something that I think most women are dealing with, whether or not they realize it. And they've come around to calling it that yet. Because as women, since we were young, we learned that's how we were supposed to be. Right? Totally. So times are changing of which I'm so thankful. And so it feels like the right time to be writing this book, to be like, okay, so we've recognized there's a problem and this doesn't need to be the way that we are anymore. We don't have to just give of ourselves and give of ourselves and give of ourselves until we're burned out or until we're like having a midlife crisis or we wake up one day and we're like, wait, who am I? All of these things have happened to me. So I I speak from very painful personal experiences, but for which I'm thankful because I have a lot of, um, well, increased empathy, I think for others. And just like this lens that makes me motivated to write this book, you know? Um, but yeah, so by asking, but first you have to recognize that there's a problem, but then it's like, so what do I do about it? And it can be very daunting. You know, this is stuff that we learned since we were children and we were taught that, um, women are the reason for the fall of humanity because Eve ate the apple, you know, from day one, we're like, oh, I'm bad. I should be ashamed. So now I need to just my whole life be working to get the approval of others just to like atone for all the stuff that I did wrong for just being a woman. I mean, I could go off on tangents, but anyway, this is one level of it. Just one level. There's so many layers, but so this book is going to be like a step-by-step. How do you crawl yourself out of that hole and like start to really, really, truly begin to love the woman in the mirror, which is the heart for a lot of women to even consider doing. It is, especially like the word mirror and like to look at yourself in the mirror is one of the hardest things you can do. Mm, Isn't it? And that's a practice I'm really passionate about. And I share with clients, it's a more advanced practice, honestly, like you have to go through. And so it's not until like maybe chapter 15 that we start talking about actual mirror work, but that's a, it's on purpose, you know, that that's part of the title. It's like, yes, actually we should be able to look at ourselves in the eyes lovingly in the mirror and be like, thank you. You are beautiful and mean it. And it, 
is a journey to get there, but mirror work, doing that actual thing, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and saying things that are loving or just being honest, you know, whatever it is. But even the first step, just being able to look in your own eyes without just looking away and not being able to handle it. It's, um, it's very powerful. So yeah, I go into that. Yeah. And for people that think, well, okay, you're looking into a mirror. It's like, well, try looking at yourself in the mirror for two minutes straight. It's, it's, it's very, um, it is, it's, it's always a little different, but to me, it was one of the scariest things, like just like eye gazing with a partner or mirror gazing. And now, I mean, that's what I do with my clients too, is look at yourself in the mirror, look at each other. And it's so powerful each time. Um, But I think it's an amazing way to check in with your spirit. Because ultimately, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're looking in your eyes, like you recognize that spirit looking back at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's always a beautiful thing, no matter if it's difficult or not. Like it's a beautiful check-in. Yes, it is. And if you're struggling or you're stressed, you see that immediately in your eyes. Right. And then you're like, oh, wait, I didn't even realize I was stressed. Hold on. Wait, what am I stressed about? And then you get that moment to have that pause and be like, what do I need? And maybe and I would with the rituals too, like mm-hmm. with all of it, because mm-hmm. after you do something as simple as, you know, lighting that candle and bringing your hands together and just taking a deep breath and gratitude and you let that wash over you, then you're like walking back into the world or maybe the next bedroom. And you're like, holy shit, like I feel like a different person now. And you yeah. want to keep carrying that with you. You want to stay in that love stream. So you'll notice like the amounts of rituals you do are going to increase too. So it's just like a, it's, it's a life, it's a, it's a life's work. You know, it's like, it's, it doesn't end. Yes. And so that's another beautiful ritual, you know, is every time you're looking in the mirror to put on your makeup or to wash your face, to be like, hi, gorgeous. How are you today? And just check in with yourself really in the mirror. That can be such a powerful ritual. I love that you just said love stream. That's a really sweet. And I told that now. Yeah, that's been, uh, usually if I see like 11, 11 or anything, I, you know, I like to take it as like a sign from the universe and I'll always do my, um, my wish is always to remain in the love stream because you can feel these lanes, you know, that you can choose where you want to be. You know, I truly do believe that we can create our own reality. Um, and it starts with a lot of mindfulness and a lot of work on our minds and shifting into our hearts, but, um, and energy work, of course, but that love stream is always available. It's just like, are you going to go into it? Are you going to allow yourself to just be swept in there and, and be a part of it? So these rituals are what help me, you know, stay there. Cause it's so easy to go into the other lane, whatever it may be, right. Negativity or whatever. Um, so it's important to maintain, you know, a regular practice and have support and community and, um, that's what this is. That's what you're doing for so many. So. Yes. I love that. That was a beautiful description. Thank you. <laughs> so what's you have with- I have what you have a way with words. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So when is your book going to be coming out? Um, I know you're, you're in the process of writing it. Um, mm-hmm. but what can people expect or what's the, what's the ETA on it? Girl, I have no idea, but I'll tell you what my goal is for this month. Okay. That's where I'm at in the process. I don't know to hire an editor. I don't know in world 
what that means. But you know what? I'm going rock climbing with my friend who's a book editor tonight and I'm going to pick her brain and I'm going to figure out what this really means because it's the process that I'm at. I'm like, I could just keep writing this forever. Like when is the end point? Because every time I have a session with a client, I'm like newly inspired and I want to put their story. It just keeps happening. And now there's too much. So we're going to, I'm on rocks and we're going to talk about it. And I'm like, what do I do? So um, this um, February is my window that I'm like, I'm going to be done adding content in February and I'm going to bring in an editor into the picture. So I feel like at that point, the ball is rolling. And then I don't know though, how long it takes between editing and publishing. And right now I'm planning on self-publishing because I don't want to go through the process of like, please take my book. Um, tell me that I'm good enough I don't know I just have this feeling that it would be a very disheartening process to be like knocking on publishers doors when I don't have that I've never written a book before I don't have like I don't know like this massive following or something I just feel like for right now it would be easier to self-publish and then in the future maybe I have that book to show for myself and then maybe I could get a publisher involved so anyway I'm thinking you never know and you never know either so it's like, that's the amazing, like, part of it all is like, sometimes we have ideas in our heads and we think we know something. And then all of a sudden it's like something shifts and you have your editor and you're being published, but you know, so it's like, who knows? I'm so, thank you for sharing your, your journey with writing this book though. I love your honesty. And, um, yeah, I think the book is right up my alley. So you're my girl. <laughs> Thank you. You're my girl. I'm so excited. It speaks to you. And um, yeah, I just hope that it'll get into a lot of people's hands because I see this right now as being what the world needs. Big time. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely do as well. I feel like a lot of us are getting our power back. We're getting to know ourselves better and understand like what we are truly capable of. So perfect mm-hmm. timing as always. Thank you. Anything else in the future? I mean, any travel plans? I know we're in COVID, but like, are you going to be in Idaho still? Are you teaching um, in person there or coaching in person there? So at the moment, I moved my whole practice to online because I was traveling. I was just in Mexico for the last two months. I just got back to Idaho. Um, So I got to soak in the sun, which I'm really grateful for. Where did you go in Mexico? Well, I was at first in Mexico City and then surrounding like Tepazitlan and Teotihuacan. And then I was in Zihuatanejo, which is the most beautiful place ever. And then I was in Oaxaca and then I was in, oh, really? And then I was in the Cancun area. I did not know you were all about, oh my gosh, I'm I'm in Delhi right now. Oh my gosh. So I moved everything online for that reason. And now I actually have an interview coming up next week for a PhD program and it's in Arkansas. So I might be moving to Arkansas next year. So that's the other reason I wanted to keep things online so that I could just move my practice. I could be wherever. Um, so right now I'm not teaching online and, or I am teaching only online, not in person. And I also just became unofficial insight timer teacher. So that's just another place. meditation so everyone can access them I've been using that app forever me too forever and I mostly use it for the timer I love like the the sound bowl I mostly use it for the timer and then it tracks how often you're using it which is nice but they have amazing teachers that go live and take you into deep meditations um so I'm so like so, so excited for you. Um, what's that about for people that don't know insight timer app, it's the number one app, right? For sleep, stress, and anxiety. 
Yes. They have like 17 million people on there now, I guess. Can you believe it? It just blew up. And what I'm, I'm so impressed with them being a teacher. They have such great teacher support. Like they've just really risen up with how much it's grown, even though that wasn't ever their vision and they didn't think it was going to happen, but it had before. What's that? Like I, I never noticed all the lives that they have on there with all the teachers and they're amazing teachers. They are. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but not for that long. So I do have some live events coming up the next two Mondays or actually this coming Monday. And then the two after that. So the eighth and the 22nd, I'm doing, um, lives at 10 AM mountain standard time. All right. So that's going to be Feb 8th. Yes. And, and the 22nd. So there are two days at 10 AM mountain time. So the first one's going to be on, um, it's a meditation for managing difficult emotions. And the second one is cultivating compassion. Are the, and okay, cool. That's, I mean, there's so many ways we can connect with you now. Mm -hmm. All of them easy. Yes. All digital. So no matter where you at, in, no matter where you're at in the world, you can connect with Dia and her community of soul sisters, um, from the feathers, <laughs> from the feathers to the rituals, to the new platform that you're extending, um, soul healing sisterhood. Um, all of those links are going to be down below. And also you're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes. What's that? Facebook is a soul, um, soul healing sisterhood, but then on Instagram, you have your personal account too, which is going to have all the updates on when you're going live on insight timer. Yes, always. I always update Instagram and my Facebook business page. So on Instagram, it's dia.soul.therapist. Okay. I think a lot of people are going to resonate with you and appreciate your genuine loving nature. So, um, you just deserve all the success and keep creating what comes from your heart. Thank you so much, Leslie. It's so nice to connect with you in this way. And thank I you know. for all the beautiful things you're doing in this world. Yes. And I can't wait to hug you again. Cause you have the best hugs ever. Oh, oh <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to go meet up in Sedona and have like an epic desert moment. Let's do it. We're going to make it happen. We didn't get to do it last year, but it's going to happen this year. It will. I believe it. All right. Well, thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Um, yeah. Lots of love to you all and blessings until next time. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. <laughs>